Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Welcome to episode 26. What's self-love really about? Such a good question from a listener who has tuned in and loved what I've offered on getting over Mr. or Miss Wrong. And really, she had such a great understanding of the fact that it all comes back to not only healing the story about the person who isn't right for you, but ultimately what I've been repeatedly saying on this podcast, what I always work on with myself and with my clients and encourage friends and peer coaches. I've just come off the heels of an incredible mastermind weekend in Chicago with my business coach and 29 other women who are up-leveling themselves personally and professionally and taking their own life coaching businesses to the next level. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what clients think or do. It doesn't matter what our partners think or do, our exes think or do, our kids, our siblings, our parents, our friends. We have to deeply know how to love ourselves. So what does that look like? What does that mean? I know, and I've said this before, at my rock bottom when I was searching and reading tirelessly self-help book after self-help book and going to see motivational speakers talk, and I will never forget, as I've mentioned in my heartbreak story, episode five, I was turning 30 years old, and of course, the rug was pulled from underneath me with discovering a lot of inappropriate behavior that he was exhibiting with at least one other woman. Now I know too. And I canceled my birthday party and my closest friends really showed up and they organized a little event. Well, they organized us going to this event all about self-love at a Kundalini yoga studio in New York City because my birthday happens to be February 12th. So there were all these Valentine's workshops and all all to do with tapping into self-love. And I was desperate and broken and it couldn't have been more perfect. And we went to this Kundalini yoga class workshop led by this master teacher and he lectured for a while. And if you guys don't know what Kundalini is, I will leave a link in the profile. It's this amazing meditative, spiritual kind of yoga. And it really was a huge game changer for me when I moved out to LA the first time and really started to tap into yoga for spiritual and meditative benefits versus being that New Yorker who's just taking a hot power yoga class to strengthen and lengthen my body. But Kundalini is a whole different ball of wax and you can get the strongest core of your life through Kundalini yoga. So I highly recommend checking it out. It can be a little woo-woo, weird and out there, but once you just surrender and do what the teacher asks you to do, you can have some pretty enlightening, amazing experiences or have a good laugh at yourself because there's some funny woo-woo shit that happens in Kundalini that I will never say no to. So we're at this workshop and I found myself so frustrated in the depths of my despair, discovering that this man who said he wanted to spend the rest of his life with me was just not 
really the monogamous soul I wanted him to be, hoped he would be. And this teacher said, the one thing you need when searching for the right partner in your life is to know what it is to love yourself. You can't attract someone in your life to love you when you're not loving you. So intellectually, I totally understood that. And there I was about to turn 30, or if I had I had turned 30 already, somewhere right around there. And I really had started to do the work from living in LA prior to that and moving through a very painful breakup, not with a narcissistic sociopath, but with a man who I've referenced who's a dear friend of mine today. And we laugh about our drama, but we were not the right fit as a couple. And we made up and broke up majority of the time that we were together for a year. And so he really was, that breakup really was the inspiration where I did discover Kundalini in LA, came back to New York. So I was already wrapping my head around the fact of, wow, I actually didn't even realize that I didn't love myself and that I was seeking the love from someone else to fill up that void within But I still just didn't understand, okay, I intellectually get it, but what does loving myself mean? And so I did all the things like a massage, a facial, spending time with friends, go out to dinner, spend time with my niece and nephews. Like I was doing all the things, doing the A-line of Brooke Castillo's thought model action steps that on paper look like ways to feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem with it was that my thoughts, right? So little refresher, you've got a circumstance breakup, right? And the thoughts are, I'm not getting over him. I miss him. Why did he do this to me? I he I was living a lie. I'm so stupid. But if he doesn't love me, who will love me? How will I ever trust again? All those messy, painful thoughts, right? Those are my automatic thoughts about a breakup, were my automatic thoughts about a breakup. So then how do those thoughts make me feel? Those thoughts always drive feelings. Feelings don't come before thoughts. So thinking those thoughts automatically, and again, guys, I am not saying there's something wrong with your brain automatically thinking those thoughts. We need to look at these thoughts with openness and curiosity and compassion. Oh, wow. That's what my brain is saying instead of, nope, these are facts. I lived a lie. He duped me. He sucks. He's an asshole. He's a narcissist. He's a gaslighter. He's a manipulator. He did these things to me. I'm the victim. I didn't deserve this. All of those are thoughts my loves. I say this all the time. People reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing your story. Let me tell you my story of what my narcissistic ex did to me. And it's like, yeah, those are shitty things. I'm not saying that what he did is okay. I'm not saying what my ex did to me is okay, but why did I stay? Why did you stay? Why did you attract that person? Are you like me? And you felt in your gut that that person was just trouble and you still said yes anyway. Did you not listen to your gut? Did you fall for every lie? And really in your gut, you knew that doesn't make sense. Wait, his story is changing. Wait, when I asked him again, it's a different story, right? And you stayed because the fear of losing him, the fear of that love that he presented to you as this amazing drug that you could never survive without was worse than really stepping into the love for yourself and saying, no, your story keeps changing. It's sketchy. I found emails where you're engaging inappropriately with other women. No, this is not okay. And some of you might be listening and saying, 
it is okay. Like I want it to be okay. I understand that my man is a philanderer. I understand that he's not going to be a hundred percent faithful. This might not be the podcast for you. And I'm not saying that because you're not welcome. If you want to stay and listen, stay and listen. I'm just saying to each her own. I know women who have stayed with cheaters. I stayed with him after I found all of those disgusting emails with an ex-girlfriend. I stayed because he gave me a ridiculous story, but I was so desperate for him to be the man that he promised me to be because I couldn't live without him. I believed I couldn't live without him because I did not love myself. So what does loving yourself look like? Yes, you can spend time with your niece and nephews to have that connection and and remember what life is really all about. There are all these things you can do. You can get the facials and the massages or go work out, right? But if you are not believing that you are lovable, if you are not being kind to yourself, if you are indulging stories about what he or she did to you to define your worth, that is not loving yourself. So how do you love yourself? You start thinking differently. Every question I get always will come back to your thoughts, circumstance, me, literally me. What do I think of me? I mean, back then, my loves, I thought I was worthless. I thought I wasn't enough. I thought I was a shit show. I thought that I was dumb for falling for all of the things. I believed I was crazy because he told me I was crazy. I believed I had these demons within that I could not battle. I believed that it wasn't in the cards for me to, oh, it makes me emotional to to be loved. I, I truly believe that. Do you know how I know that? Because your thoughts create your results. And my result was that I was attracting someone like him to show me that. Because that was the deep core truth in my being. And some of you might be listening right now and saying, that's really fucking hard to hear. Or that's not me. Or wait, is it me? And that is hard to hear. But it is also the best news to hear. Because the only person who can decide that you are lovable is you. So when your neutral circumstance is just you, whatever your name is, right? For circumstances, me, my automatic thoughts were how unlovable I am. How does that make me feel? Like shit, like ass. Just, I feel like a pit in my stomach, even like thinking back to that time of how unworthy and unlovable I was, right? It makes me feel like garbage. It's just the scum of a shoe, not worthy, not lovable, right? And then what are the actions? I used to obsess and stew and try to gather more evidence to prove that every fear I had about his behavior was true. And I found it. Oh, I found it. And so some of you might say, so it is true. He didn't love you, right? But what is the belief that I am making about me? Of course, that man didn't love me. Anyone who behaves that way can't love himself, right? In the same way that wise yogi sage said around my 30th birthday, you will not be able to attract someone to love you if you don't love yourself. There was no way that he could love me because I didn't love me. There's, And of course he didn't love me because someone who behaves like that can't love himself, let alone love someone else. And so that can offer you a little bit of pause and say, oh, okay, this isn't about me. There are a couple of men who I've dated in my life who are now dear friends, and I know things about them because we've connected and they've done a lot of work on themselves where I have a better understanding of 
oh, wow, that's where his behavior was coming from. And then I've shared with them my life and my beliefs about myself so that they can see, oh, wow, that's where she's coming from. It isn't personal, right? So when you're making the meaning out of his behavior about you, you're making it personal and you're making it mean it's about you. So what do you think of you? Again, I just went through those automatic thoughts that make you feel like ass. And then how do you act? You obsess and you look for evidence and you keep searching through social media of his page or his friend's page to see what he's doing and what he's up to. And the result is you're still hating on yourself. New model, circumstance, me. Let's skip that thought line for a second. How do you want to feel about you? I would imagine love, total, just unconditional, beautiful abundance of love. Love, 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 love. Oh, I just got all the warm fuzzies through my body. It's so easy for me to tap into that today because I've done this work. I commit to this work every day. So what do I need to think in order to feel love. I don't even have any show notes here, so I don't have any thoughts. So I'm doing this live with you guys in the moment with you guys. I mean, for me now today, I love who I am. I just said to a dear friend the other day, all the mistakes that I'm so ashamed of. And you know what? I continue to make mistakes for sure, but all the big quote unquote mistakes. I give them quotes because everything unfolded the way it was supposed to. And I believe everything is perfect. I believe I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in my personal life, in my career, with my body, everything. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, right? But I made a lot of unwise decisions, let's say, in the moment. And I said vicious things, did vicious things, and really did not behave as my highest self from, gosh, when I was in my first relationship that lasted eight years, high school, college, sweetheart. It was random. I just had like a flashback of the way I treated him back then because of the lack of love for myself, right? But every single piece of shitty behavior or shameful behavior that I demonstrated led me to what I do right here, right now. So I love who I am. I love that I have shown up and risen to the occasion and learned from every mistake I've made, every relationship I encountered. The best teacher of my life is that rock bottom ex from eight years ago. He taught me to wake the fuck up. And I had some doozies after that because I was still in it and I didn't find the right help, but I kept searching. I kept showing up. I kept leaning on loved ones who, yes, I drove insane at the time, but everything led me because I just kept searching. I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to live every single day thinking these automatic thoughts, automatic thoughts about my lack of self-worth, my loves. It is a choice to allow our brains to run amok and believe shitty things about ourselves and have tons of evidence. I behaved in the shittiest of ways, including to him. That's why I always say I was 50% responsible for that relationship and so was he. I had choices to leave. I had parents who lived 30 minutes north of New York City. I had a home to escape to. I had support. I had people who loved me. I had people showing me that I deserved better. I lost friendships because of that situation, because I was so in it and so lost and so mired in the pain and so mired in the drama. I chose the painful thoughts and the dramatic thoughts 
over the healthier ones. I chose them. And those of you who are listening right now, know that you are choosing a story to attach to. Know that you are giving him the power to dictate how you think and feel about you. Know that you are giving him the power to obsess over him. He's not doing anything to you. So what if it's too extreme for you right now to feel unabashed love for you? What if you just moved the needle to neutral right now? I'm aware that I am the one giving him the power to dictate how I feel. Instead of what he thinks of me dictates who I am and how I feel, right? Believing that automatically off the tongue or I made all these mistakes. What if another great neutral thought was every decision I made has led me to here, led me to listening to this podcast right now to learn what self-love is about, What if the thought was, thank you for getting me to here so that I can finally learn how to love myself and how to love myself is to commit every single day. That is what I ask my clients every single day. Are you doing thought work? You're feeling like ass about that thought right now? Well, what do you want to think differently, right? And if it's a repetitive thought over and over and over again, I'm trying, it worked for a little bit, but then it then it stopped and then I started feeling like shit again. You're not trying hard enough. <laughs> I just came off the heels, as I mentioned earlier, from a mastermind group with my business coach and 29 other women. And it's very easy to say, I'm doing everything for my business, but the results are still not where I want them to be. Then you're not doing everything. I'm doing everything to commit to loving myself. Are you still stalking his social media? Are you still talking about him all the time? Are you still analyzing all of his behavior and all of your behavior from the past with your friends instead of being in the present? Are you rereading old texts and old emails? Are you going to bed wondering when you'll hear from him again and what's going to happen next and praying that he'll come back because the pain of him not being there is so much worse, despite the fact that he treated you like shit, despite the fact that deep, deep down, you know you deserve better. If you're doing any of that behavior, you're not doing everything to love yourself. What if you can say, brain, I see what we're doing right now. Enough is enough. Stop. He's not my guy. You've got to commit and slow the brain and see the story that you're telling yourself. I'm open to seeing this a different way. And so let's say those thoughts are working for you. I'm open to seeing this another way. Every decision I've made has led me to here. Thank God this relationship unfolded the way it did because I'm now listening to a podcast to learn what self-love really looks like because he was the mirror reflection of the lack of love for myself. And so let's say those are working for you and you want to even tap into more self-love. Why are you so lovable? What makes you amazing? What gifts do you offer your loved ones? Forget the guy, forget the girl, forget any intimate relationship. What do you offer anyone around you, on your job, in your family? Maybe you've made friends with the barista where you get coffee every single day just to bring some light into his or her life. What is it that you are so lovable for? What do you love about yourself just in relationship to yourself? You know what I love about myself is that I like to stay physically fit. I'm working with a nutritionist. I had a lot of obsessive body issues from a very young age up through my early 30s. And now whenever I start to criticize myself or an angle of myself in the mirror that I'm not too happy about, I will catch myself immediately and say, Claire, we are not doing that today. My worth is not defined by a little bit of bloatation or bulge. Uh Uh-uh. No way. We're not doing that today. I love 
that I do that for myself because I am so much more than what my body looks like. What else do you love about yourself? Do you love the career path that you've chosen? Are you in service to others as your job? Is that something that you love about yourself? Do you love how you take the best care of your body, that you're putting the best things into your system? Do you just love the mere fact that you're showing up and asking for help right now by listening to this podcast? Are you ready to implement other tools? Are you ready to take responsibility for all areas of your life? Do you love that about yourself? Are you super funny? I think I'm really funny. Some of you might be eye-rolling me, but I love my sense of humor. I love the connections that I have with my girlfriends. That's probably like one of the greatest gifts that I have innately just had in my life from the time I could speak up until right now. I love that connection. I love the fun. I love the serious talks with my girlfriends. I love the lighthearted talks with my girlfriends. I love the connection that I offer, not just with my girlfriends, but with my parents and with my clients, right? I just love connection to people. That might not be something that you love about yourself. That's something I love about myself. I love my morning routine. I love that I meditate and go inward and can watch my thoughts without judgment and just accept myself for all of who I am, that I know how to pause and take a breath and say, Claire, you're good. I love you. You're doing great. My therapist, Ashley Graber, who I'm going to have on this podcast in a couple of weeks, she taught me that practice. I was so resistant to her in that practice. And I would tell her because I respected her and I knew that I trusted her and kept showing up for her. But I said, every time you say that to me, I want to peel my skin off and I want to punch something because I didn't believe it. It felt like a lie. So I just practiced that over and over and over again and found my feet on the ground and put my hand on my heart and took deep breaths and said, Claire, I love you. You are doing great. So how can you just decide to love you and tell yourself you're doing great no matter what, flaws and all, mistakes from the past and all, and most importantly for your willingness to show up and try something different every single day. Your thoughts about you create your feelings about you, which drive an action, which yields you the results. You can yield yourself the result to love yourself with your thinking, or you can yield yourself to not love yourself with your thinking. So much love. To all of you lovable loves, any questions that you would like me to touch on on this podcast, send them my way. And please write a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews, the likelihood is that this message will spread to the masses of so many more women who are searching desperately like my 30-year-old self, like all of you who are listening and wanting to know how to heal over him or her and how to love yourself and live your life to the fullest. This work works if you commit to it every single day, my loves. So much love. Until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.